Hi, welcome to valuationpodcast.com, a podcast and video series about all things related to business and valuation. My name is Melissa Gregg, and I provide online business mediation and valuation services based out of St. Louis, Missouri. Today, we're actually going to discuss money court, financial and business disputes, which actually is a little bit of a show. And um, money court it has been, it has had one, uh, one season so far. And we are actually talking today with Eric Schatz, who is the executive producer of Money Court. And they are looking for kind of additional companies for the second season. So I thought that it would be kind of interesting to our listeners to talk about some of the various ways that businesses get in some type of dispute. Um, and really, there are just certain points, inflection points, if you will, in a business when there are more money issues. And so those are some of the things that we're talking about. But maybe, Eric, you should start us off a little bit about you and some of the things that you're looking for and the producers are looking for for the show. All right. Our our show is called Money Court. It's hosted by Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank fame. Um, But Kevin is a serial entrepreneur. And when we were creating this particular program, the idea was, is how can we help people where the number one dispute in business and in relationships for the most part, and I'm sure Randy can speak more to that, has to do with money at its core root. And not that it's the root of all evils, but it, it does have a big factor in a relationship. Right now, since the pandemic, the courtroom, the, the court world is just backed up and trials are taking longer, litigation is taking longer, and it's a very draining and expensive process. We decided to see if there's a way to come in and do a court show. I'm not doing a court show. No disrespect to Judge Judy because I think the show is amazing. But their cases could be, you know, I have a five, uh, a $50 hose that my neighbor's dog ate. You need to buy me a new hose. That's not our show, okay? If you have an invention, that's not our show. If you have a dispute over invention, that's our show. So what we're looking for is two sides that are either they're having that need advice on how to move forward in their business or have a literary money dispute like about cash that you owe me. Those are the stories we're looking for. They need to be in a legitimate business. They need to factor where there are two sides that have stakes. If nobody cares what the decision is, it doesn't really work for our television show. There's lots of other ways to solve that. Here's one where you're finding a complication where you're looking for someone to come in. Both sides have agreed to be binding in terms of the decision. We hear both sides of the story, and then Kevin renders a decision based on the information that is given to him. So Eric, what's sort of interesting to me, we were talking before the podcast began, how you're really in the relationship business, right? People that have a business dispute, have some. you have to have some sort of relationship. In my world, it's usually that they're married to each other and they created a business or they are dividing a business and we have valuation stuff. But that seems what's fascinating to me. All, all litigation is not relationship oriented. You know, if someone hits me in my car, I'm never going to see them again. They're, they're not part of my life. But in your situation on your, on your show, these are people that actually know each other and, and built trust or built something together. Got to make it that much more interesting. Right. And we're dealing with family businesses. Again, there's a lot of sides to a relationship. Sometimes it comes in the prenup you know, before the business happens. How do we set it up? Some of them, and it's too late and you don't want to spend all your money on the lawyers. No disrespect but you want to sit there and try to figure out how do we solve this and keep everything we have. 
That's a very difficult world to do, especially when you have a relationship that goes beyond the boardroom and goes into a bedroom that changes everything. And our idea is how do you get that and keep what's core important, but find those ways to solve problems because communication is generally at the core root of everything. I think people also don't understand in business quite often how to you know, set up a partnership. I'm not saying you have to have a partnership lengthy agreement, but you do have to have an understanding and you should lay something out if you're both in a business or there are multiple partners so that it's layered and cleared. Most people, what they decide to do is, you know, we have a partnership. Melissa, Randy and I have a partnership. We're, we're, we're equal partners. We each get 33 and a third. And that's great. And a dollar comes in and we each get our 33 and a third. It's fantastic. Until we lose a dollar and then it's Melissa's fault. Okay. And that's where these relationships are not set up for what goes wrong. They're only set up because it's a, we've been best friends our whole life. We're buddy, buddy. What could possibly go wrong? We've been friends since elementary school. We have cases we're casting right now that involve that at the core issue. We've known each other since elementary school. We went into the military together. We're now in a business together. We don't agree on how to move forward. We can't right. figure out how to move forward. This well, and you did this to me. This is literally, we're stuck. Two people want to go two different directions. One wants to buy, one wants to rent. It's that simple. And the decision has to be made and they can't do it. And it's affecting the relationship that underlies all of it. Well, and I think that in those types of situations, what we're typically looking for is like the operating agreement. Okay, well, let's see what is the operating agreement or your buy-sell agreement tell about how you guys can deal with the situation. And they come back just like you said. And they're like, well, we were friends, so we don't really have one. So now it becomes a little gray because now we don't have a prescribed way to deal with the situation. And so a lot of times they're going to business arbitration or mediation, which is kind of part of the show is that you alluded to is kind of two parties agreeing to go through kind of an arbitration or mediation of the show to solve their issue, right? The biggest problem we have with all these people is the world oral agreement is used way too easily. So when anyone has a problem, they go, we had an oral agreement. Totally. He said it. I said it was, we agreed to this completely. And that's the root of all of it was what you find is the underlying communication to all of this is, it's not laid out. It's not clear. There's ambiguity. And our show loves the gray. I'll live in the gray all day long. I have no problem with that. If you're in business, not so good. Okay? Right. Not that you have to have black and white, but you need to know boundaries. You need to know out of bounds. You need to know where the end zone is. You have to you know, define the field. You know, right. it's funny. You, you talked about a prenup, and it's sort of the same thing. You know, When you're getting into a business or a relationship with someone you care about and you're friends with, you don't think about what could go wrong. You, you're getting into it because you, you trust each other, you respect each other, you admire each other, you want them to be your partner. And I have that conversation all the time with people. You have to think about it from a perspective of what happens if it all goes wrong. And and nobody does that, right? Just very few people think about the bad side. They've all got these optimistic, big, wide eyes. We're going to make a lot of money. And, you know, and again, it keeps me in business, it's keeping your show in business. And people don't think ahead. And then there's not a lot of rules and regulations for what happens when it doesn't go like everyone thinks, when they don't become a unicorn. I do think in this kind of programming, there's great takeaway. And I think that's the other side of this is, yes, there's there's the drama of a court show. And then we put our court show loosely because Kevin doesn't wear a robe or anything like that. So <laughs> he's not a fake TV judge. He's just a you know an entrepreneur who's trying to solve problems. And you'll find multiple times that in those in that problem solving, the story does tends to change. It rarely does it stay consistent. 
when you'd ask three or four probing questions, you see the story start to, to, to change. And as soon as you see that, if you could set up something in advance and say, look, if you had this agreement, this settlement would be easy. You both take your piece of paper, you go left, I go right. We set up an advance, no hard feeling. We didn't lose a fortune trying to un unravel it. That's mm -hmm. where the problem comes is when there mm -hmm. is no communication, there is no agreement, there is this oral agreement that all of a sudden everyone takes whatever side supports them. And that's difficult in business. And business is not easy, especially right. today. This is a rough time for businesses and people are stressed and you're working remotely where we used to sit in the office together and you know I could watch you and now I know you're stealing money because you're at your house. And you know, there's all those things come up and I think people's true colors also come out in a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. It's always your friend, you know, who gave the business to someone else, not so much. Um, well, and I think when we get into some family businesses, what we're seeing right now is the pandemic has kind of pushed businesses to decide, do you want to continue doing what you're doing? Do you want to refigure it out? Or do you want to quit? And you have a lot of baby boomers that are kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to refigure it out, but my son or my grandson wants to go to five different locations. And I just, can't we just sit here and do everything the same? You know, so I think a lot of those things are happening in family businesses. Are those, you know, could those also create kind of a situation? God, yes. Family businesses are a great area. I mean, I'm, I run a family business. Like, so my son works with it. My wife works with us. All my other kids who have I, through their lives have worked for us. I've kept it part of what we are. So I run that and I'm very partial to running a family business, but there's also an understanding and, and how you run that. And we had a case that we were working on where it was a father, son uh, owned a theater uh, the son wanted to modernize the theater. The father didn't want to put a penny into the theater. The kid was like, dad, the future's my friends. They book it online with their telephones. And the dad's like got a rotary phone in his home and doesn't understand how, a, how would an app help my theater? There's a generational understanding of how things happen. And, you know, not that I am the, the, the youngest one, but clearly, you know, youth has its advantages. There's a lack of fear. There's a lack of understanding. You know, and, and to that end, some of the naivete is good possibly in a family business. You have to be open to it. But if it's the father relationship in the family and the son, it's different in business where my son runs development for us, you know, and he has an idea. I can't be the father. It's a right. business at that point. Mm -hmm. And you have to be like that. Does it come up? Is it important to Kevin or important to the show to let people save face? I mean, I, I know when I'm negotiating, you know, somebody might be right and somebody might be wrong, but you don't really resolve disputes by saying, you know, okay, I agree. I'm an idiot and I made everything. I mean, that how does that factor in that the way people are going to leave and the taste in their mouth when it's all said and done and their prospects for interacting socially well after such a dispute like that's going to be aired publicly on your show? Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> has a very um, hardcore belief that business is business, but don't be an idiot and ruin your family. I mean, I think he's very smart about how to assess it as a business evaluation. I'm looking at it from business. I don't care what the dynamic is. Here's the business, the ridiculous business decision. It's a smart business decision. What he can't stand is when you ask somebody the numbers of the thing, like, let's just go over the math. We had somebody who gave us a case, so they had a great case, that they were writing books and now they want to make a play and, you know, have you saw and the and the hardcore question is how many books have you sold? Zero. <laughs> well, okay, let's just evaluate the company. Melissa's world, what's that company worth? Well, let's go on your sale. 
<laughs> Zero. Now you want to take more money and put it into a play based on the books that you haven't sold. Well, that's a very difficult kind of world to dive into because it's all, at that point, it's all gray. Mm-hmm. It's worth everything and the play can be a hit. Or you can look at the track record of plays that are successful that create businesses. Also, zero. So, you know, you have to be able to do that. As producers, we like to set the table, let the people come in and tell their own stories. We don't tell them. We don't We don't shape them. We don't do anything other than say, here's the format where you can be heard fairly and cleanly. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're you. You do what you put yourself out there. And well, you, I- I'm saying Randy's worked with a few of the housewives. You know, <laughs> they put themselves out there, and that's their brand. For better or worse, regardless of what you think, leopards don't change their spots. I mean, it is one of those things where you're going to put yourself out there. So if they do it to themselves, we will never do it to them. We won't make mm-hmm. fun of them. We won't chastise them. Kevin will push hard saying, how are you in a business where you don't know what your numbers are? But that's fair game. Mm-hmm. That's a fair deal. He won't say you're an idiot because that's just not the case. And we well, and the, the issue with these disputes is that nobody really is the idiot. That's the fascinating part is that with money, there is emotion and there's psychology that kind of confuses everything. So Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary can look like, look very clearly at the money. I can look very clearly at the money, you know, or the numbers and be like, well, how are you guys getting this confused? Well, they get it confused because there's emotion, there's family issues. Like, is this really a dispute about expanding the theater and putting in, you know, wonderful seating? No, it's probably about the father and the son have always had some sort of issue in decision making. And it's, it's getting wrapped up in an actual, you know, like a, a disagreement. So I think that, a lot of times somebody like Kevin can see through the stuff, but right? The also is in a case like that, which makes it interesting and complicated is, okay, so it's going to take 50 grand to redo the theater, throwing out numbers. Not, I'm, this is, a, you know, $50,000. Well, that's a lot of money in a pandemic where people aren't going to theaters. That's a better argument than I don't like modernization. Right. Like, so I think sometimes hearing what it is and giving logic to what it is, or this is the time to spend money because people are going to start going to theaters and they're going to want clean seats. They're going to want safe. They're going to want distance. They're going to, you know, I can argue both sides of it depending on, on what's happening. And I think that's what you have to see through, but you have to find out what, the, what your stimulus is. Find the relationship core at the, at the essence of it. And is that the issue? Are you having daddy issues or is this a business issue? Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine he's very good at reality testing, right? People oh, yeah. smack right up against reality. And I'm sure you'll have people on the show that say, but it was my idea. I get the value. You know, I mean, what's, what's an idea worth without putting it in, in, into place and implementing well, it? Like, I can't tell you what my idea is on television. Are you worried we're going to steal it? Is that, no, no, someone will steal my idea. Well, it can't, can't help that person. Right. Yeah. Have to, there's, I think the biggest problem with business is common sense. Like people, they lose their minds over money and things that's just common sense. Just if you look up and analyze it very basically, most of the things are not as, there are complications and nuances within all of that. It's like in the, in the divorce business, there's a lot of nuance and things that can get through things that you have to pay attention to. But again, common sense prevails. You know, you're going to lose 50%. That's the way it's going to go down. Mm-hmm. What that is or what the percentage of that is, you just have to come into and understand both sides of it. And I think that's, that's funny. People always say they want to 
stay in the lifestyle to which they become accustomed. Well, then yeah. stay married because you can't live in two houses on the same income. It just yeah. math doesn't doesn't add up. I did tell my son that as well as he runs the business too. Well, and I think that that's a big issue. Like we have a lot of disputes right now that are around. You know, everybody thinks that the pandemic has created this horrible business. Well, I have a lot of businesses that have actually seen the best years of their existence. So now it's like, wait, let's put the money back in the business. Let's expand. Let's go create. And then the other people are like, no, let's take the profit. Let's enjoy it. Let's distribute it. And those cre- those types of money issues create huge issues where everybody just does nothing, which basically benefits nobody because you're not spending it you're not distributing um do you see any of those kind of appearing in a ton of cases come out where one partner wants to take the distribution and the other partner wants to reinvest in the company and grow up because they're on a roll i would say that's one of the more common things that we see at this point and understanding how to expand is critical mm-hmm. to uh, to a business and and i think that part of it is it's not all or nothing that's what they- People treat business like we got to invest it all. No, you can distribute some and put some money in and you have to make a plan and a business plan, which is you'd think that most people would do, but the majority don't. Um, and again, you want to see profits. That's the whole idea. But how you distribute those profits and who gets the profits. And, you know, again, you start finding partners go, you know, I was two thirds responsible for that. At, mm-hmm. at the risk of just telling you how great I think this idea is and the whole show is, I mean, you have a business problem and you go to someone like Kevin O'Leary and he sees right through and cuts right through and says, here's what you're doing wrong. I mean, that's, yeah. that's invaluable to someone that's in business or someone that's in a similar business watching. It seems to me, you know, what better resource could you have than watching someone neutral dive right in and say, here's what it is. Here's, here's yeah, your yeah. issue. I think you know, we had a, a business where two business partners had grown a, uh, a med spa. You know, they did everything from Botox to weight training. You know, they had been growing and they've been brick and mortar stores and they've been going online and franchising and they had all these things going on. And it came down to is when they really wanted to grow, one partner wanted brick and mortar, the other wanted franchises and how much work it is. Turns out that one of them is having massive anxiety and panic attacks and other things that is affecting his personal life with his wife and kids like to the point of being in the hospital because of panic attacks. Well, you know what? That's good information to know as you're trying to decide whether you're going to expand because you don't want to kill a partner expanding a business mm-hmm. and, a, and a wildly successful business, like crazy successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you have to look at that and go, well, wait a minute. Where's the, that's the digging that Kevin can do that possibly a judge or lawyer does differently because as you start peeling that onion and start finding out, well, wait a minute, this is taking its toll on you. There's a value to that. There's a cash value to staying alive. Right. You know? And I think well, decide what that is in a partnership. Well, and, and when you're talking about partnership disputes, where a lot of the issues are surrounding the fact that let's say, Eric, you and I become partners, you're 50%, I'm 50%. Guess what that creates? Nobody's in charge, you know? And so some attorneys are even, idea. it's a bad idea, right? <laughs> but joint custody, same thing, 50 50. Who resolves disputes? You're back to court. Yeah. But you know what? We always talk about the 50,000 foot view. It seems like that's what Kevin gives is, you know, he can step out of it. He's not personally invested in it. He's not passionate about it. It's just, I'm looking at it from above and I'm telling you what's headed your way if you don't fix this. I mean, that seems. He's also very good at, at taking the business side of it. Like, look, you don't like business. 
then get out. But the business decision that's correct is X. You must do this if you want to be successful. If you don't, continue doing your path. You pour your own personal money into things and you keep putting $60,000 a year into something. It's not a business if it's not making money at some point. Mm-hmm. At some point, it has to do something. And where, you know, you could decide how big the hole you want to dig is, that's a personal choice. And, you know, you have to, someone can look at your outside business that you can't see right in front of your eyes, that maybe you're doing something very wrong. You know, you could put, you can make 100,000 more of these units, but you're not making a penny. You're losing two cents for everyone you sell. Mm-hmm. You think you're going to evaluate that company as a massive success? Now, there's a line in that investment-wise where you start investing in a company to make it grow and you forecast where you see it based on, on where you're headed. That's fine. I think that's different. I think they were talking about people who just don't understand businesses. A lot of people go in the restaurant business, think, I know food, have never been in the restaurant business, and they get killed because they don't understand the nuances is it's more the HR stuff than making the right pancake. Well, and with Mr. Wonderful, though, with Kevin O'Leary, I think the real thing is, first of all, if you did have this partner dispute and you decide to go the legal route, right, you're both going to lawyer up, you're both going to spend $20,000, $100,000, you may not even have a resolution. Like, you might just be like, hey, you guys both need to go away and break up this company and go forth. In this situation, I think even with like Mr. Wonderful, you know, with his his knowledge of royalty rates and joint ventures and things like that, he might actually give a business an idea that they weren't even thinking about because you're right. They argue about things that maybe wouldn't have moved the needle anyway. And he comes in and says, you guys are focused over here. What about this? You know? So, I mean, obviously they would get some good press by being on the show, but it's also, you know, these, these are crippling issues for a company and it could make them go bankrupt if they don't figure it out. We've also cast a lot of stories, uh, having a husband and wife story, where both sides are right. Yeah. I mean, it is possible that both sides have a very solid argument to them. And there is no right or wrong in a successful business where we've also had cases where someone says, you know, I want to keep this business in our family forever. You're never allowed to sell it. The kids are not allowed to sell it. And I'm like, Oh, that's hardcore. <laughs> like, not my choice, but, you, you know, you can make that if you want to control somebody from the grave, knock yourself out. Like, you know. When you talk if you about want them to spend the money. <laughs> and, and when you talk about those, especially the family situations where they're married, indecision could be the death of the whole situation. Like, whether it's a custody or a business, if both sides are right and they don't make a decision, they're both going to lose, you know. I mean, just somebody telling them that might be persuasive. Someone like him who's got the credibility, of course. But, it, um, but in a divorce case, you'll find that, you know, both sides can make their arguments and say, I'm right, I'm, you know, you're wrong. But with the money is secondary, so they're trying to hurt the other person. Sometimes. Let me try to hurt you by taking everything that means something to you. Like that's, again, I think outside people can look at that and go, what are you really fighting for here? What's, what's your fight? You don't like this person, don't want to be with them, then get out, Okay. Draw the line, do choices. One side splits it, the other side picks. There's a thousand ways to do it. But and you get your freedom. You get to be away from them. Yeah, the core is you don't like each other. So it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're both trying to hurt each other. Why? It's over. Like, be done. It's moving we, call, we call ourselves freedom lawyers sometimes. You know, that's what you're getting. You're getting your freedom. Yeah. And we're looking, we're looking at, 
the real fighting. But the reality is some of these business decisions just for this show just need to involve money, right? They have to be like a critical mass that you're either going to spend 100, 200, some amount of money to do something. And maybe the partners don't agree on what to do next. So it doesn't have to be that you're like fighting and ready to like throw in the towel. It just could be you're at a critical business decision and you need to figure out what are you going right or left, right? You're at the fork in the road. Are you going right? Are you going left? And you have somebody sometimes it's like you're, you know, a a partnership is sometimes like a brother and sister, right? I don't want to hear it from my brother or sister, but I'll listen to Kevin O'Leary it could yeah. be the same information, but if it comes from the middle person, I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. And yeah. it comes from my brother or sister. I'm like, you're an idiot, you know? <laughs> so I think that a lot of it's that. It doesn't have to be like you're ready to go file a court case against your partner. Ooh. It's really a business decision. We have both. We okay. have people that are literally at odds over money. You spent this money. You stole this money. You did. We have those cases. Um, they're not necessarily black and white, but there's there, but because there's a claim on one on each side, then there's the advice piece. How do I grow my company where I don't want to invest another penny of our 401k into a business that's not making money? I need money to retire. You've just hit 50. We got 15, 20 years left to make money. We don't have enough money to live. You're just putting it into a puppet company that makes no sense. What are you doing? Like you could argue that, or the puppet company is making a fortune. Right. And then someone else doesn't want to do it. And he's saying, but if I do this for three more years, I make X, Y, and Z, or she makes X, Y, and Z. So we get both sides of those fights. Um, and again, I think the, the the role is to hear out what they have to say, really fundamentally ask, why are you standing? I like starting every show is like, why are we here? Right. Why are we? And I learned this from doing a lot of crime shows we've done. Okay, uh, we're in an interrogation room. I'm the police officer. You're in handcuffs. How did we get here? <laughs> Let's discuss how we got here. Don't want to hear the story that you didn't do it. Just why are you sitting in handcuffs and I'm investigating you? What's, what's, where's that? And I think the same thing happens in business. Why are we sitting here in court? Right. Of any kind. That's, that's what a jury, look, I teach a class at every law school on jury trials and opening statement. The jury's been picked. They've been selected. They've been waiting all day. Their first question is exactly that, Eric. Why are we here? Mm-hmm. What do you want us to do? Why do you want us to do it? I mean, if you can cut to that, you cut out 90% of the nonsense. Right. Well, and this is this is kind of a perfect segue because unless we're going to make the puppets into NFTs, which you know we've talked about. No, just kidding. I am. (laughs) I love it. Um, So maybe we should. So there is an application process, and um, you guys have kind of put some information on the website. Um, You know, if you're in a money dispute, um, if you're at a financial standstill, something like that that, you know, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful can kind of come help. So what I'm thinking is that we should at least maybe talk to talk about some of these things. Um, You know, the website is moneycourtnow.com. And it is, I thought it was a pretty easy application process. You know, basically, you just need a photo, you need some information, your social handles, it wasn't that difficult. Um, it's live now, so people can go um, kind of apply. But um, you know, it it really is a good opportunity for business owners. Do you think you have anything else that we should let them know? Or CBS, uh, CNBC has a gravitas to what it does, and it, it really is. It's all about money, is what it comes down to. 
And CNBC covers that world, not unlike ESPN covers sports. And I think that gravitas, there's a credibility factor here that's real important to us. That these have to be real stories. They have to be stories of value and there need to be stakes involved. When you go to moneycourtnow.com and you sign up, you are signing up through CNBC to go through this. We're going to hear your side. We're going to hear your side of the story. We're going to contact the other side and see if they want to come on. The biggest problem we have on a lot of these stories is one side agrees. The other side's like, eh, not so much, which wouldn't tell you something. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but we have to have both sides agree to come on. Both sides have to agree that the decision is binding. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we're not looking to favor one side versus the other side. We're just trying to resolve where that world is. It's not necessarily all or nothing. It could be, doesn't have to be. And it has to be a legitimate business dispute of some kind or advice. Advice can be a dispute. I want to do this. You want to do that. That's fine. Or you owe me this because of this. We have contractor mm -hmm. cases where it's cash. I did this. You promised me this. Mm -hmm. well, I don't like your work. That's a really gray area is to go, well, but I did the work, but I didn't like it. Those are two different things. So you find all those kinds of cases. Family businesses are rarely generational businesses. Um, new startups are a huge area. Startups are, hey, come on over to my garage. We'll all do something together. Then the business starts blowing up and then all hell breaks loose. You know, those kinds of cases are great places for this where you don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a legal team to figure out how to get you out of it. And when you've won the case, you've actually lost because you spent right. so much getting that factor. It's common sense. It's, um, and again, if it's you or someone you know, you can come in and tell us, hey, I have a friend here who's great. You should call this guy, this woman. She's amazing. Whatever it is, we are open to all of that. Well, and I think that that's important because some of our even listenership is actual businesses, attorneys, professionals. And I think that this is a huge opportunity for other valuation professionals, other anybody that's kind of in management consulting right now, really, because we're seeing a bunch of these kind of decision making having to happen. It's not even in the pivot anymore. It's sort of like, do we reinvent? Is this working or not? Everybody's at the crossroads. Right. And so it's just like, do you need help with it? Yeah. Or not? Do you, is, is it, you know, cause like a supplier issue, I know a lot of companies are having supply issues, but you're not, you may not be able to get that other per that other company to engage with it. Right. Supply so it's really chain, supply chain issues are the number one excuse for everything. Now <laughs> supply chain issue, it's taking too long. There are legitimate supply chain issues. There are other issues that have nothing to do with that, that they're right. using that as the vehicle for what it is. Listen, our show if there's a legitimate legal dispute, you stole a million dollars from me, hire lawyers, don't come to us. Yes. Okay? That's simple. I, I, I'm the first one to say it. We're not looking for people to come in lawyered up to try to solve a $10,000, $20,000 case. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for people to come in and tell our story in the business world to be able to be judged fairly on that. If someone stole $500,000 from you, this is not the show that fixes that. Right. Okay? Not get a lawyer. Call Randy, work it out. I'm fine with that. That's what it is. But if you have two people that are trying to figure out how to move forward, sometimes you don't need lawyers for that. Sometimes you just need to figure out how to get to a place where someone like you said, Melissa, can give you advice and go forward. Mm -hmm. And it's a very simple you know, uh, application process. We do vet both sides up front. We will vet you out and make sure that you're at least telling us the truth, that at least it's a legitimate business. I still do this and a million people say, I have an invention, Kevin. I have a ball. Can you sell this for me? That's not our show. Different right. show, different network. 
happy to refer you, but that's not what we do. Okay. I'm right. not looking to get someone's invention made or have Kevin invest in your company. That's not what this show is. Yeah. Kevin's here to solve your problem. And I think he's here to do it with a business savvy and an expertise that comes through in a way that you might not be able to purchase on a sort of an open market kind of thing. Here's, here's your chance. Eric, I'm a fan. I think, you know, there's so many lawyers and valuation experts that follow Melissa and they watch this podcast. It's another form of ADR, right? Alternative dispute resolution. When something comes into me, my job is to figure out how do we solve it? Is this going to be a trial? Is this going to be a quick settlement? I mean, that's now another, you know, arrow in our quiver. Say, so here's here's an option that you might not have thought of. And, yeah. you know, that's exactly where, you know, it should go in my, my bag of tricks to how do I get these people to where they need to go? Well, and traditional mediation or arbitration is going to be like a legal person in the middle, right? For some capacity, right. like, okay, let me look at the, the operating agreements. Which way does this go? Whereas this is really having like sort of the ultimate business consultant, if you will, kind of looking over and saying, hey, from the outside looking in, this is what I would do. We so, love there's a contract involved. Makes our lives quantum easier. But what you find in most businesses and most startups and most of these sort of smaller businesses, they skip that step. And hopefully in the show you learn, hey, Note to self, let's have an agreement going into it before we begin. Let's, and, and I do it with all, when we do shows in development, we're going to get a piece of paper together that identifies our relationship. It doesn't have to be 35 pages. And you know, I get a, a network contract and it's 75 pages. I know I'm being screwed. I just don't know what pages are. <laughs> if it takes 75 pages to split a dollar, they're screwing you. Okay. It's just whether it's on 75 or 75, you know, what page is it on? I just point it out to me. So that simplicity of being able to do that is critical. There's takeaway because you're going to find businesses that are like yours or things you've thought of. That was my idea. I had that same relationship with my parents. My grandfather had a family business. All those things come into play. Look, we're an entertainment show. Our job is to be entertaining and at the same time be informative. That's where the CNBC layer comes onto it. That it's just not, you know, people don't want to feel like they wasted their time. Right. Uh, there's there's train wreck television, and I'm a big fan of train wreck television. It's a certain type of television that exists, and I'm a big fan of watching it. I actually watch it. This particular side is not that version of it because we want people to say, I don't want to be lectured and and you know taught how to do this, but I want to be able to take away something where I feel like I spent an hour watching something. I am smarter, better, more informed for having watched that. You're also entertained watching something else. There's, the world exists where both those things can exist. Well, and I think that that's helpful for business owners to know that they're not going to be a caricature in this this no. show. They're not going to be like made fun of or, you know, make this seem like a three-wing circus. It really is about the business, the the you know, the court process of it and coming to a decision. So I think that that should be comforting to the businesses that it, and it's on CNBC, which means that, you know, like this is all trying to get legit business situations. And you're as good as you present yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want to present yourself as a yeller and screamer, guess what? You'll look like a yeller and screamer. If you present yourself in a means that is like, this is how I do my business. This is what it is. And you're prepared because Kevin will rip through you through the basics. How much money do you make? What are your sales? It's like if you're going to be on Hell's Kitchen, you should probably figure out by season 22 how to cook a scallop. Okay? <laughs> That's that simple. You better know your numbers. You're going to yep. come to a business show. Know what the numbers are. You don't have to defend them. You just need to know what they are. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, <clears throat> if they want to apply to the show, it's going to be Money Court Now. Um, this was Eric Schatz, which is he, he is basically an ec- executive producer of the show. He's looking for companies now. But the best way for right now, instead of reaching out to the producers, is to go. It's And it's so simple. It does. N- it would not take you very long to fill out the application, even if you're questioning whether it's the right thing. It's not like a normal application that it takes forever. It's very simple. Give them your idea. If they like it, they'll probably reach out, right? Here's what happens. You fill out a very basic application of what, who, what, when, where, how, why. Simple as that. A producer will then reach out and ask you the questions. And again, you always have a decision not to do it if you don't want to do it, but they're going to ask you the simple, basic questions to get it going through. So it's a process that that's what happens. And we take all applications. We read them all the same. We take them all seriously. We try to get back to you unless someone's saying again, you know, I want to go on vacation, Kevin. Can you book me a hotel? You don't know why people do that on a show called Money Money Court, but we, we do get those. Um, <laughs> what's the weather in Canada? Nice. Um, <laughs> nice. So what we want to do is, like I said, go to Money Court now, fill out the quick application. Producers will reach out to you. That's awesome. So I also have included, uh, I didn't do a real proper introduction of Randy Kessler, but he is a family attorney in Atlanta and does a lot of um, kind of court TV and Nancy Grace and things like that. So I thought we could kind of provide some basis of understanding of companies that could apply to this. So I appreciate it, Eric. And if there's any additional information we need in the future, you're always welcome to come back. Yeah. And if they get lost and they can't remember anything, cnbc.com will also get you there there you go <laughs> great to meet you eric thank you for, uh, thank you, Andy. Thank thank you. Very much for doing this talk to you soon <laughs>